Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. It is currently Thursday today for me. So I am recording this ahead of time because we have a bank holiday on May 1st in the UK. No idea what it's for. Not going to lie, just pretty psyched to have the day off. (laughs) It's weird because when you have your own business, you kind of think, should I be taking these days off? They're kind of, they are bank holidays, but within the scope of business, you don't really walk within those boundaries, right? You're kind of just outside of them, looking looking at them being like, how do I incorporate this into my life and my business? But the way that I think about it is whenever I have employees, I don't have anybody in my business besides me yet, but I have to hire somebody next year for my visa. And so the way that I think about it is when I do have an employee, if I'm going to tell them, to take the day off, then that means that it's a day to take off in my business. (laughs) So yay for Monday. I am going to play a lot of Pokemon. (laughs) So that is my plan. We're actually going to see there's this boat from Sweden that has come down. Jersey's boat show is, is this coming weekend. And this boat from Sweden came down and I can't pronounce the name. It's like Goth. Gothenburg, or I I don't know. I'm not even going to try my American accent. And they found my husband's Garden Railway Instagram. And they said to, they sent him a message and said, Oh, we love this Instagram. If you want to come for a private viewing of this massive ship on Thursday, come and join us. So we are bopping down to that massive ship to have a private viewing of it. And I am so excited. It's actually really foggy here today too. So I am 100% in Pirates of the Caribbean mode. (laughs) I'm going to be on this ship being like, I'm Johnny Depp. (laughs) So that is where I am today. (laughs) Bit of a, bit of a weird, weird place, but super, super excited. So without further ado, so that I stop talking about Pirates of the Caribbean and Pokemon and weird things. Let's get down to our question for today. And I'm going to do my best to answer this question. It's a, it's a tough question to answer without visualizations, but I'm going to try my best. So the question is, how would you organize note-taking during interviews? Should each stakeholder write down what they found individually? In my previous job, all stakeholders collectively took notes during the interview on a Miro board while trying to avoid duplicates, and this served as a base for the synthesis workshop after. While this process saved a lot of time, I always felt some details were missing, especially quotes, but maybe I just had a hard time giving control over to the stakeholders for capturing everything, and my detail-oriented and perfectionistic working style is getting in my way to work more efficiently. Hello, fellow perfectionist. I am here with you. (laughs) So there are a million ways that you can do this to be honest, you can take notes exactly how you mentioned on a Miro board with everybody doing so individually and trying to kind of avoid those duplicates. You can 
do Excel, an Excel sheet, which is what I personally use to take notes. And you can do handwritten notes. You can write a transcript. Like there are a million different ways that you can do note taking. I am going to talk through the way that I tend to do it, both without and with stakeholders present, because you don't always have somebody to take notes for you or somebody present in the interview who can take notes. So I'm going to talk about both sides and how I've mitigated those situations in the past. Now, I am also a perfectionist. So I like having as much data as possible to work with, even if that means that there is more data or more steps that I have to take. It's just the way that I was, I guess, raised (laughs) as a user researcher. So it's something that's really stuck with me. But I can try and talk through some potential ways of speeding up the process if efficiency is getting in the way. So I typically let's 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 say we have an interview. What I typically do is I will have myself the facilitator. I will invite one person who's dedicated to note taking and then the rest of the people are observers. So they have a very passive role. They can write down any notes that come up to for them. They can write down things that they found important. They can jot things down, but it's on their own, right? It's not on this let's say, note-taking sheet that the note-taker is working on, okay? So that is how I have set it up in the past is there's one dedicated note-taker and everybody else is observing. That means that the note-taker position can generally move and not one person is always the note-taker. That There's an exception to that rule. I have had one person in particular who, oh, she was stellar. She was the best. I want to give her a shout out, but I won't because I don't think that's nice. (laughs) But she was the best note taker. And if she's listening, she was an amazing person who worked at Olapic with me and she took amazing notes and she spoiled me so much (laughs) as like this amazing note taker. So what, what what I do is the note taker responsibility can rotate within your stakeholders so that one person isn't always doing it unless one person is really good at it and is willing to always do it. So in that scope, we have this one person who is note-taking. Now, as I said, I have been really spoiled by amazing note-takers and amazing people. (laughs) And what this person had done in in the past when she was listening in and note-taking for my interviews is that she essentially wrote a transcript of the interview within an Excel sheet. So that means that the entire time she was typing exactly what the person was saying, right? This works best when you're doing more of a one-on-one kind of generative-based interview. You can still use it for usability testing and just instead of obviously typing what the person says, you can type what they do. The number one piece of advice that I would have for note-taking is never interpret. So never, never say, I think the person is doing or the person seems to be or, you know, never interpret an action or something that somebody says, just write down directly what they're saying or doing, right? So this was in an Excel sheet. So it's almost, 
I, this is the hardest part to describe. It's almost like every, so she had a, we had like a rundown and every cell was almost a different thought. <laughs> so some cells had, you know, if the person was saying, let's say, let's say that I, that I said, I asked the question, oh, when was the last time that you traveled, right? And the person was going on and on saying, oh, last time I traveled, I went to Munich and I was visiting some of my friends because it was somebody's birthday and I wanted to hang out with them and be around them. They invited me. So I was planning this trip. It was just a weekend trip. So it was very quick. And because it was a weekend trip, I wanted to take the train, not a plane, blah, 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 right? And then that person stops, right? And I ask another question. That's when you would go to the next Excel cell, <laughs> the next cell underneath, right? So it looks it looks something like that almost where – and that per, it doesn't have to be every like question and then answer. Some people have a moment where they start – they stop talking, they stop answering, and then they keep on answering or they switch. So let's say it was like I – that example where that person said, oh yeah, and it was just a weekend and I wanted to take, I, I would actually, uh, between, it was just a weekend and then I decided to take a train versus a plane, I would have moved that into the next cell because that's almost like a switch in the topic. So it's like a thought. Every cell is kind of like a thought that this person had. So she would write it. It's the best way that I have heard it described is, Imagine, you know, those stenographers who are like courtroom stenographers who are literally taking a transcript of what's happening in the courtroom, like what people are saying, do that. That's what I recommend doing. That's what I have done. And when I don't have a note taker around me or to anybody to help me with notes, I listen to the trans I listen to the session and do that. I, I essentially take that transcript in Excel and write as if I'm a courtroom stenographer, which also sounds like a really cool job. So <laughs> just as a thought. So that is the way that I take notes and or I ask others to take notes for me. Now, it takes a lot of practice to get good at this and you have to have somebody who's good at typing fast. The other way that you can, if, if we're talking about efficiency here, the other way you can mitigate this is to use some sort of transcription software that will get you back the transcripts either in real time or right after the the session because you don't want to lose that momentum after the session, especially if you're going to do something like a debrief session, which I will link to a an example of what I'm talking about, an article about debriefs, right? It's a little mini synthesis session where you can come together and discuss what happened during the interview. So if you don't want to do that process of listening to the interview again and writing your own transcript or you don't have somebody who's able to do a transcript, the best thing that you could do then is having something generate a transcript for you that you can all look at after the session, right? So it would almost have to be like in real time. Now, the reason that I recommend doing this is exactly what you brought up in terms of some of your concerns. So you have the concerns of details being uh, details missing, potential biases are coming up there, and things like quotes 
are missing, right? So what this does is it mitigates those issues. So what I have found is when I don't utilize this method and this approach, suddenly everybody's opinions are in the notes or things are missing from the notes or everybody's written down some sort of interpretation of what they believe happened instead of what actually happened or there are no yeah there are no quotes that I can easily pull from so while it feels like and you know what I'm not going to lie it is a lot more work up front especially if you don't have somebody who can take those kinds of notes for you and you would have to do it yourself after the session it's kind of worth it I have always found it incredibly worthwhile to approach it in this way. Again, it's not something that you have to do. And I have seen teams who successfully take notes on Miro boards simultaneously. One thing that I would say though, is if you're going to continue to go down that route, so let's say the Excel thing just doesn't work for you, the transcript thing just doesn't work for for you for whatever reason, If you're going to go down the Miro route, I would actually still dedicate just one person whose sole purpose is to be a note taker, right? Because then they kind of understand. And if you're concerned about that, you could have like a backup person. So like maybe two people, but like ideally there's only one person whose job that is so that they can like solely focus on that being their job and not like tune out when something doesn't seem interesting to them, right? It gives them a a purpose in the meeting so that they're they're listening to everything rather than picking and choosing the things that they want to listen to. So if you're if you are going to go down the Miro route, I would still recommend having somebody who is dedicated to note taking the entire time and again you can rotate that and then I would have a note taking training to be completely honest. So I would look at the Miro board and say, okay, how are we slicing and dicing this Miro board? You know, are we already affinity diagramming? Do we already have quadrants? So so that this person can just put this information in quadrants. So quadrants such as, okay, this is the person's pain points. This is their needs. This is their goals. And you could even have, you know, a usability testing quadrant. You could even have a, a an area for quotes for the person to write down, right? And I would try and mimic as much as possible still that courtroom stenographer vibe just on a Miro board so you won't get the exact transcript. Like you won't get everything, but you'll get a lot of it. So if, if that Excel sheet and that transcription kind of process doesn't work for you, I would highly recommend with the Miro board, trying to mimic that as much as possible. So still having the person write down as much as they possibly can. And you don't, they don't need to, you don't need quadrants already. You know, you could just write, have this person write all of the notes and all of the sticky notes. And then you could, the, the session, afterwards, the discussion afterwards could be coming together and organizing those into an affinity diagram, right? I personally, again, I don't like the Miro board version because the sticky notes just feel awkward to me, like after, I guess, like typing so much. So I, I wouldn't know exactly how to replicate that 100%. I guess each cell, so it would be, the equivalent for me would be like each cell would be a sticky note right? So each Excel cell, uh, I don't use Excel, each sheet cell, there we go, um, would be a sticky note, 
right? So that's also something that you could do. The cool thing though about sheets is that you can also like timestamp sheets. So you can easily, if let's say you found something and you're like, oh, that's interesting, you can go back and easily see like where it was in the conversation. So that's something else that's a cool thing to have, especially if you're going back trying to find quotes or like videos or audio, anything, anything like that. That's when sheets especially become really helpful. However, the person can try and timestamp in Miro. I'm not sure exactly how that would work. But overall, what I would recommend doing is, and you can test these. So you can kind of test which ones work best for you. That's what I would highly recommend is testing, okay, you know, if we're going to go down the transcription route, does anybody have the ability to like type like that, right? Or do I not have any note takers? So can I type like that? And can I listen to my interviews? Do I have that time? Yes, no, right? If not, is there a transcription service that we can use that gets things back relatively quickly, right? Yes, no. All right, maybe then a mirror board is for you, right? And you have that dedicated note taker and you can you can go ahead and have them as much as they can replicate that courtroom stenographer feeling within the scope of a mirror board, right? And if you don't have anybody to take notes for you at all, mirror board or Excel, regardless of those, what you can do yourself is re-listen to the session and affinity diagram directly onto a Miro board. So that's something that I ended up speeding up at one point. So what I used to do, as I said, is I used to listen to the interview and write a full-blown transcript. It's just easier for me, but well, it wasn't easier, but it was better for me because I could remember what actually happened and that was very meaningful for me. So what I what I had to do at one point when I was inundated with with requests and and such is I had to go and listen to the interview and go straight to an affinity diagram. And I will link again to the debrief article which gives an actual example and template for a affinity diagram that you could use in that kind of situation. Anyways, I hope that this was helpful when it comes to note-taking. Again, there's 50,000 different ways to do it, and the best way to do it is the one that works with you, your organization, and your stakeholders, and the thing that you can keep consistent with that feels the most valid and reliable. But I always recommend trying different things, mixing it up, seeing if there's any like natural, natural talent in terms of typing at your organization, and really just seeing what works best by trying all these different methods because you will land on something that's more comfortable for everybody that gets you the data that you need without the concerns that you have. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm off to see my my Johnny Depp ship now and I'm so excited as you can tell. And I can't wait to talk to you so soon. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.